Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Christina. I'm Grace. And I'm Mike. And today we're here to talk about little free libraries. Ugh, I love a little free library. Same. Can't me confirm. Too. They make me so happy. I feel like a lot of the stuff we talk about on this show is like we can get like technical. A lot of it's for authors, but this is like the et cetera category. This is the publishing adjacent category. We just love book stuff and we want to talk about it. So we're going to talk about little free libraries. Yeah. A little honorable mention. Yeah. So what is a little free library? In case you've never heard this term before, you've probably seen one. Basically, when you're driving or walking around anywhere, as far as I know, I I don't know, you will sometimes come across like basically like a miniature little house with a door on a post in front of someone's home or business. And inside there are books and you can take a book or leave a book. This is called a little free library. Mike, what is your experience with little free libraries? I actually will look up the little free library maps to find out where they are so yes. that I can like, you know, do some like even I'm doing an urban or rural hiking, I'll, you know, I'll try to pass by some and collect some books and drop some books off. And it just I love them. Yes, me too. Grace, what about you? What's your experience with little free libraries? You know, I feel like I didn't know what they were for most of my life. <laughs> and then in the city we live in, there are so many and I would come Richmond, across them. Richmond, Virginia. Yes, Richmond, Virginia. I couldn't remember if we were if we were saying that. But. I couldn't remember where we lived. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in Richmond, there are many little free libraries all around. And so, you know, I think I'm sure one day I just happened upon one and was completely delighted because that's how mm. I feel every time I see one. Same. Yeah, so I have a similar experience where like, I saw one one time and I was like, that's magnificent. And then I started seeing them more and more. And now that I live in Richmond, Virginia, I see them everywhere. I have a neighborhood little free library. Um, I've run one at a previous job. So um, so what I wanted to do today was do like a little bit of additional research to figure out where the little free library started. Just for any listeners who might not be familiar, I want to let you guys know how you can get involved. Sound good? Sounds great. Sounds awesome. An important thing in the beginning is to understand Little Free Library is a a 501c3 registered nonprofit organization. When you are out in the world and you see a tiny book house on a post, (laughs) that may be an official registered Little Free Library, meaning that they registered with the nonprofit organization. The nonprofit sent them back in return a plaque featuring their ID number. But there's a lot of unregistered little free libraries as well. So they won't be on the little free library registry. They won't be on the little free library map, 
but they still exist and they serve the same purpose in their community. Is the process for becoming a steward quite complicated? No. So at a previous job, I launched a little free library there and it was pretty easy. You just have to like submit a picture and a couple details about the address and um, you do have to pay for that plaque. I don't think it was very expensive, maybe like 25 bucks. Yeah. But it was pretty easy to do, actually. That's great. So, yeah, basically any of these tiny, cute little book houses, that's a little free library. If it's not registered, we're not here to gatekeep that, you know. Some people might not even know that they could register it officially. So for all intents and purposes in this episode, Little Free Library is a Little Free Library, whether it's official or not. Yeah. The very first Little Free Library, this is so cool. I, I didn't know this. A, a very cool dude named Todd Bowl. Uh, he lived in Hudson, Wisconsin. And in t- 2009, he built a miniature model of a one-room schoolhouse. And then he filled it with books to honor his mother, who was a teacher and a lifelong book lover. And then he, so he mounted it in his front yard so that people could take a book, leave a book. And at this time, even though little free libraries weren't a thing, take a book, leave a book has always been a thing. Yeah. Um, for, for Not always, but for a long time in, in coffee shops and other places, take a book, leave a book, take a penny, leave a penny. It's a familiar concept. But this guy, Todd Bull, was like, what if I put that in a in a place? I'm going to put it in this tiny one-room schoolhouse model I made. And he put it out. And it was so popular. His friends and family loved it so much that he really happily made a couple more to share with them. What a beautiful thing to do for your mom. I know. And it, it didn't say this on the Little Free Library website, but I'm wondering if his mother taught in a one-room schoolhouse. Like, Aww. I I would love it if it was modeled after her school, you know? Yeah. Man, if I had a kid and they didn't do that for me, um, (laughs) disowned. Where's my little free library? (laughs) It it was gaining traction just kind of in um, Todd Bowles' like personal network. The next step was that this guy, Rick Brooks, he was at the time working as an outreach program manager at the University of Wisconsin. And Rick Brooks was like, Now, you got an idea there or something. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know what he said. (laughs) So they were like, let's make this a thing. We want want this to be a thing. With a capital T. Yeah, exactly. So they teamed up together to make Little Free Library, the organization. Hmm. Carnegie once committed to creating 2,508 libraries um, in places that needed them. And so to reflect that number, um, Bowl and Brooks committed to creating 2,508 little free libraries by the end of 2013. That's a lot of books. I know. So the first little free library was in 2009. So that's four years later. They were like, we're going to have 2,508, 2,500, basically. And the cuckoo bananas part is that they beat that deadline by a year and a half. So they hit 2,500 little free libraries by August 2012. Can you imagine hitting a deadline a year and a half early? No. (laughs) Never. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got married in 2020, and I'm still trying to figure out my honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And they've just been growing and growing since then. And in 20, they've gotten a lot of cool awards. But the coolest is, in my personal opinion, is that in 2020, they were awarded the World Literacy Award from the World Literacy Foundation. Cool. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Little Free Library's role in literacy in a little bit. But um, just to kind of like sum this up, their history, Todd Bull, unfortunately, really tragically passed away in 2018 from pancreatic cancer. 
but the Little Free Library website says he remained dedicated to Little Free Library's mission in his last days, saying, I really believe in a Little Free Library on every block and a book in every hand. I believe people can fix their neighborhoods, fix their communities, develop systems of sharing, learn from each other, and see that they have a better place on this planet to live. And I just kind of got chills. That's That's beautiful. He really believed in this. Yeah. That makes me feel so much better loving them so much that they came from such a place of love for his mother first and then his community. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So then this year, 2022, Little Free Library hit 1,000. Nope. I'm bad at math. 150,000 libraries. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. that, That number does not include the unregistered libraries. Wow. It's truly incredible. What's the point of little free libraries? For someone like you or me, um, it's easy to be like, they're there for me to put the books I just finished reading and get a new book maybe. And like a lot of people use it that way. Like a lot of people use it like a little community library where like I personally, when I finish reading a book and I don't care if someone in my life, you know, if I want someone to read it like you, one of you two, I'll give it to you. But if I'm like, ah, this is for the next person then I'll put it in a little free library, you know? And then Mm -hmm. every once in a while, I'm like, I want to take a walk. Oh, well, I'll go look for some little free libraries. But little free libraries are not, like, for that. Like, little free libraries are are about community and book access. So you and me being like, yeah, let's go trade books or whatever. That's the community. But way more importantly than that, it's about book access. The main point of Little Free Libraries is to provide books freely to communities, especially communities where getting books can be a challenge. And I don't know if y'all, maybe this is like very specifically where I live, but I live in Richmond in the city. I will not give you my address, but there are (laughs) many elementary schools in my area. And I, I would say that like most of those elementary schools have a Little Free Library out front. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great example of what little free libraries can do is like provide books to children who might not be able to get them otherwise. Yeah. I mean, just the same as there are food deserts, there are also book deserts. Yes, exactly. And according to the Little Free Library website, two out of three children who are living in low income communities own zero books. Mm. Zero. I don't, I don't like that statistic. Oh, my God, no. we need to do everything we can to improve that statistic. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So little free libraries are like a way to change that because anyone can start a little free library anywhere. And a lot of really wonderful people, like, for example, here in Richmond, Virginia, we do have a lower income um, city school system. And I think that probably many of the children in our local school system are under that poverty line. So those little free libraries are servicing them. But on top of that, Little Free Library, the organization has something that they call the Impact Library Program. It's an it's an initiative that that works to install and maintain Little Free Libraries in book deserts in the U.S. and Canada. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool and it's so important. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, who can start a Little Free Library? Anybody. I mean, not anybody, but a lot of people. You need. The, ba- the main thing you need is land that the public, you need like a yard or something that the public can walk past. So if you live in an apartment complex, 
you can't launch a little free library. You could talk to the owner of the building about launching a little free library, volunteer to be the steward for it. But if you have a front yard and that front yard has a sidewalk next to it, perfect. Mm -hmm. Or especially around here in the city, sometimes you'll see little free libraries like mounted to the outside of a business. Or um, I saw one like a lot of our houses here are on hills. And so like the the yards will be surrounded by a wall. And I've seen little free libraries like sitting on top of the walls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you just need a place. You need to like not be asking people to go onto private property, but you also cannot post it on public property. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And yeah, if you launch a little free library, that makes you a steward. And I really like that language rather than like an owner or something because it's like a it's like a caretaking position. Mm-hmm. You have to like you make sure that the library stays safe and clean and full of books. If any vandalism or anything happens, the steward takes care of it. If the library is empty, the steward fills it. Oh my God, the kind of terrible karma you would receive for vandalizing a little free library. Like what a monster. I know, but it actually happens all the time. <gasps> Ugh. I'm in I'm in the stewards group on Facebook because yeah. I used to steward um, a little free library and people talk about it constantly. Are you serious? That makes me so sad. It makes me sad, too. But like, don't get it twisted because like people talk about it a lot because it's something to talk about. It's not like every little free library oh. gets like destroyed. <laughs> sensationalism. <laughs> it's sensationalism. <laughs> like here in Richmond, Virginia, I have my little circuit that I go to of the little free libraries and I've never seen any of them get destroyed. So don't okay, let good. that don't let that dissuade you from starting one if you're interested right yes of course when y'all are interested in finding a little free library mike you said you use the map it it, where what map how do you find one if you go to little free library's website they have a map that you can you can search by location and um they have an app as well that you can just find all the registered little free libraries in the area that you might be uh, living in or hiking in that day or walking around you're visiting and um it just makes it really convenient and fun. You know, it's something I've definitely used quite a few times. Yeah. And it is an interactive map. So it shows like where you are in relation to the little free libraries. Mm-hmm. It's been really, the app in particular has been really helpful to me because there's one here in Richmond. That's like, usually they're, like I said, by the sidewalk, but like there's one that's in this like alleyway <laughs> <laughs> and like you would never think to go back there. But like the app was like, you got to go into the alley girl. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's also really fun to just find them, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like it's fun to just like, I, when I have books, I want to donate to little free libraries. I just throw them in my car. And then if I see a little free library, I'm like, skirt and I pull over. <laughs> I'm like, I found one. <laughs> But then there's the one in my neighborhood that I go to regularly, you know. Old Faithful. What if you find a little free library and there are not books inside? Oh, sad. Well, can be sad. Sometimes, yes, it's totally empty. No books, no nothing. Um, there's There's a lot of different reasons this might happen. Maybe the steward of that library moved away or something happened to them. For some reason, they're not able to care for their library anymore. Maybe somebody just stole a bunch of books out of that library, which does happen. Someone's like, I'm going to sell these, which sucks. Don't do that. Take one or two, leave one or two. Yeah. I think the most I've ever taken from a a little free library is three books. And that's because I have stellar little free library karma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always give them back. Sometimes you open a little free library and you look inside and it's full of food. 
Joke's on you. That's not a little free library. That's a community food pantry. And this has actually happened to me kind of a lot. You open it up and it has like canned goods inside. And that's to help support your community by, by providing food to people who aren't able to access it. That's amazing. So th- yeah, that's a really fun alternative. You find that and you're like, oh, my God, I live in such a good community. And then you shut it because you have food at home and you don't need support So like is that. So is that a separate organization? I actually don't know. Let me see. Community food. I know that Richmond in particular and probably other places have um, like community fridges. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of different cool stuff all over the place. When I was in New Orleans, I saw an outside fridge. Uh huh. That was just like plugged in on the street. Yeah. Like I, it's just. I think that's what the community fridges here. Really, I've never seen those here in Richmond. Yeah. Those might not be sponsored by anyone. I Googled it and it's like, there's a food pantry in Henrico near you. Like, how do you? Gotcha. So, and there's like a lot of the stuff that's coming up is churches as well. Mm-hmm. So they might not have an organization. Th- there is one organization founded called RVA Community Fridges. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah, I follow them on Instagram. Yes. That's so amazing. Th- yes. And, that, and if you go on their website, they'll have a, you know, a list of all the locations where these are available. That's okay. That's awesome. And I'll link that in the episode description as well. Fridges and pantries. I love that. So if you do find a little free library, that's obviously supposed to have books in it and it's empty. That's sad. But if you want to, if you have books at home that you don't need, go home, get your books, get in the car and go fill that little free library. That's a great way to service your community. Yeah. And if you want to support your local little free library, that's exactly what you have to do. Take a book leave a book. It's important to also leave books if you're taking books, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to, you don't have to trade right there in that moment. You know, you don't have to, you can just take a book if you're on a walk and you find a library, just take it. But it's more about the spirit of the thing. You can't just like take 100 books over a year and like not put any back into the system, put books back into the system. Some local free libraries have like social media accounts. If the people who are running them are really passionate and have that time that they can invest, they might have social media accounts. So that's another way to support your local little free library is by posting about it so that you can support them. So basically, if you don't think there are any near you, I would download that app and and maybe see if you are wrong. You're wrong. They're near you. They're everywhere. (laughs) That is some sound (laughs) advice. Yes. I'm downloading the app right now because I... Don't have it downloaded. Well, and it's so fun. So I love walking. Like I walk so much. I walk every day. And when I'm having a hard time getting motivated, I'm like, let's walk to the nearest little free library and see if we can't keep our momentum going after that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can make it a real adventure. It's so fun. And when you're traveling, it's fun to see them where you don't expect them to. So just go check it out. Always check it out. Be happy that they're there because Each and every little free library is performing a community service, and that's so invaluable. And that's how you book. This episode was written and edited by me, Christina Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at www.wildlingpress.com.